When I was broke, I had rich habits. When I was broke, I had rich habits. Let's go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Master Keys podcast. This is season two, episode 21. Thanks so much for tuning in. Wanted to say right off the hop, I'm Chandler Halliburton. I'm the Andrino. And all of you listeners out there, only 40% of you hit the like, subscribe button, whatever it is. You don't do it. Just do it for us, please. It, it, it helps. It gets more people, sends more traffic, and yeah. we're trying to grow this community. So please, like, subscribe, turn on the alert thing, let you know when it's on there, and check out our <laughs> other episodes. You can go through past episodes. I'm Ch- doing the whole promo. Ch- doing the talking whole and everything. promo. The, he wants the like thing. He wants the alert thing. The subscribe thing would be nice, too. But no, in all seriousness, Also, would it kill you to call? Would it kill you to call? <laughs> we do really appreciate you guys all listening. I also want to say I appreciate I've said it a few times on our episodes like, shoot us a message and let us know what you think. A bunch of you have done that. You've said, hey, it'd be cool if you guys did this or it'd be an improvement if you did that. So keep doing that. Really, really appreciate it. We're trying to make this better. Um, but yeah, again, it, like Chandler said, there is only 40% are subscribed. So it would be nice uh, if you want, you want to hear more of our stuff, you think you're going to check it out. Subscribe, please hit that subscribe thing. And we'd be very, very happy. Yeah, we've got a really good back catalog, too. Some of you have asked for content. I'm like, man, you didn't look through our content. We got that in a previous episode. Exactly. But today, episode 21 episode 21 uh we are going to speak with ryan who is the ceo and founder of unreserved it may surprise you to know we've talked about this a lot we talked about the open bidding transparency auctions for real estate whatever you want to call it we talked a lot about it it surprised me to find out that there is a company actively doing this and not in the middle of nowhere they're doing it in ottawa sudbury getting into toronto as well in fact in talking with Ryan, we discovered they've got a staff of, what was it? About 150 people. Uh, they've done about 200 homes in the last 10 months. They just 10 started months, 10 months 200 ago. homes. They've already done 200 homes. Uh, so about $170 million in transactions. And they're just growing. Like, they just opened in Sudbury. Two got, weeks ago, he two said? Two weeks ago, and he's yeah. going to get seven listings. So it's, it's coming on hot. These guys are a little bit different. So this is more of, like, an eBay-style... Um, privately owned, operate business. The last company we had on open was looking to partner with Korea and add to the current system with their website, realtor.ca. Ryan's company is not doing that. They're creating their own business and their own platform where buyers and sellers can transact properties. And their intention is to make it a lot smoother, a lot more transparent, and a lot more trustworthy, kind of remove a lot of, I guess, the untrustworthiness that this industry has carried and kind of acquired over time just due to yeah not fairly but sure yeah yeah. i don't think it's necessarily fairly but i feel like every time there's been one bad incident it's been blown out of the water and that story gets told so many times and and then everyone has this weird feeling about the industry so again he i think ryan was saying he'll tell his story when he comes on but he was going through a transaction and he didn't love how it felt and so he ended up taking his experience from bidding and selling stuff online through his previous company which has done amazingly and done an ipo with and then he's going to bring that to the to the housing market and so they're doing that now. They're 10 months in. They're growing quickly. So Yeah, I think people are going to be interested in this because he's got a cool story where he actually started a major car auction company, um, took that to IPO, had a home buying experience that he didn't entirely love, and then revolutionized and launched this thing not even 12 months ago. We're talking July 2021. And this is going to matter um, to buyers out there who are wondering what this experience could be like when it comes to our market here, because it is going to come to our market here. And what are the advantages of sellers? We were really surprised here. Actually, he came to this from a selling side. I, I misspoke there. I said he was a buyer, but he had a, a selling experience yeah, that he thought could have done better. So uh, we've looked at this predominantly from a, a buyer side. We're going to talk a lot about it from a seller side, the programs he's off, uh, offering and, and all this stuff. It, it's pretty awesome. If nothing else, and this does grow in some capacity, think about how fun it is going to be able to sit at work and watch bids go by on houses. Right I now, talk about that, that. Yeah, it's fun to watch viewpoint. Everyone likes to watch it. What's that going to firm up for? What that's what's that going to firm up for? Now yeah. you can just watch the bid as it goes up. Maybe just throw one in on your lunch hour. You know, just it's it's going to be a little bit of fun. Instant data too, because we see things go conditional. It's like, oh man, I don't know how that affects my yeah. value of my property or what I might bid on this property that that's you know going to be. Uh, accepting offers in a couple days well now you'll know instantaneously because similar situation the inspections are already provided or you have an opportunity to do your inspection your pre-approvals have to be provided up front Uh, so when you bid and you win boom that house is yours in that moment they even have a program on top of this which i found interesting where you're gonna get some cash back so make sure to listen all the way through ryan explains everything uh, and he talks to you about how how you can get some cash back on your buy, which could be as much as like twenty, thirty thousand dollars back on closing day. For yeah, depending purchasing on the home. price point. So 
It's a game changer. Realtors, you'll want to take note. Buyers, sellers, you'll want to check into this. Unreserved is the company, unreserved.com. You can check it out a little bit, but listen first. Subscribe, like, follow, all that. Here it is. All right, so let's dive right into it. Uh, Neil, do you want to introduce our guest today? Yeah, so our guest today is Ryan. He's coming on from Unreserved. He's the founder and CEO. Uh, Unreserved reached out to us after we did some work with Open, and they have a similar but different model, and they're starting out of Ontario. So we want to dive into it and chat about it and find out all the nitty-gritties. Yeah, I mean, this is something I'm super excited about, and and as mentioned to you before we came on air, that I think this is the future of our industry. Obviously, first and foremost, we are real estate agents. That's how we've made our living. Um, So do you want to just dive in and introduce yourself and maybe give us a little background of how your company came to be? Because I'm super pumped that you guys are also Canadian. Oh, right on. Well, thanks uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'm excited to be on here and uh, talk about Unreserved. How did we come to be? Um, I guess in 2016, I started uh, an online car auction and we were selling um, cars dealer to dealer. So traditionally, dealers would ship cars to physical car auctions and, you know, there was transportation costs and storage costs at the auctions and relatively higher auction fees. And we came out with this platform where we would send in you know, uh, data capture reps to shoot the cars in dealers' yards and they would be sold online and it really streamlined uh, the process and we became Canada's uh, largest uh, digital car auction, uh, eBlock. Is that still in operation? Yeah. What's we, that, just out yeah, of curiosity? Yeah, eBlock. It, it, we IPO'd in November okay. north of a billion dollars. And um, Ooh, prior, wow. to, prior to IPO, um, I had sold my house and... Um, I was like, you know what? I'd love, I wish I, I wish I could, <laughs> I wish I could auction this off. And I thought about it right. and, um, I regretted after, uh, you know, I just said, look at, I, f- I really felt if we would have ran an auction process, um, it would have, uh, it would have yielded, uh, very similar results, but a lot more streamlined. And, um, that was before COVID before everything went crazy and uh, in 2020, when everything was going crazy, I couldn't get this real estate auction out of my head, you know, especially with, you know, Rico getting slammed with consumer complaints and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, uh, with, with eBlock uh, IPOing, I had an opportunity to, to sell a, a large block of my shares. And, uh, and I called up uh, one, of, one of the most successful real estate agents in Ottawa. And I said, look, I want to go buy 20 houses uh, just to auction off, auction them off, and she thought I was crazy, and, and uh, she but like, she was like, "I'll do it." <laughs> yeah, I'll like, you crazy bastard! I'll take those twenty deals, <laughs> and uh, let's go shopping. And so the the deal was that she would join, right, and uh, and help help get this auction started, and uh, so we went out and in the the heat of blind bidding in March 2021 and started buying houses. And it was probably the best thing for me to experience as a buyer, you know, putting myself in, in a buyer's shoes. And, you know, I won houses by $2,500. I once lost a house over $500. And, um, and uh, but there was other times where I, I, I got blown out of the water. And I'm sure that I, there's other times where I overpaid as well. Actually, I'm positive I overpaid on, on several. And, um and so when it came time to uh, to launch, the market, as it tends to do in the summers, um, had really come come to uh, had cooled, uh, to, to say the least. And you know this one the, supply was up. Yeah, yeah, buyer apathy, people going away to the cottage. Yeah, exactly. And so it was end of July, and our first house was uh, uh, Eden Wild in 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 Stittsville. And uh, we had bought it for seven twenty one, and I'm talking to the agent who we bought it through, and she's like, "Yeah, it's gonna pull high sixes." And we're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, well, you know, it's a cost. Bye bye. You know, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose this, yeah. but you know, R and D. That's the market, yeah. right? And the first one sold for seven thirty seven five. We beat what we had paid in a hot, what I felt was a hotter market, and it kind of proved the, the concept. And the reason we went and bought these houses was I'm like nobody's going to trust us sell, auctioning off their their largest at, their, their 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 net worth you know their entire net worth with us yeah. you know without without uh, us at least having a, a bit of a case study done, 
And what happened when we sold that house, our phone started blowing up from sellers wanting to uh, wanting to meet with us, wanting to come appraise their properties. And one of the things that we offered at the time was a price guarantee, you know, saying, look, let's auction your house off unreserved, um, like no reserve, and we're going to guarantee you a price. And we definitely did not have all the answers, but we just we're, we were committed to, you know, um, really beta testing this. And so the next one, so you was, would you would top them up, yeah, yeah. So exact exactly. So um, if we guaranteed a seller, um, well, this next one, the this house number two that we sold, we guaranteed the seller um, five sixty, and half an hour before the auction ended, it was in the high fours, you know. And I'm I'll never forget <laughs> this. I'm watching this and I'm going, I'm going. I'm all in on this company again, you know, and about all these houses and this may not work, you know, and you have every <laughs> doubt going through your, going through your mind. And it ended up selling for five sixty seven five, which was a little, we, we, we were, uh, we knew we'd stepped up on the appraisable. That was really tight, you know, but the seller was super happy. The buyer was super happy. And, um, and it felt like we were off to the races after that. And what happened was a lot of my own houses got pushed to the back of the bus because sellers were were um, wanting to wanting to wanting use to us and it was uh, it was really exciting and you know obviously um, it was challenging mitigating all the the pushback from the real estate agents and the community you know and we heard everything under the sun what you know what they're telling their clients how not why not to use us and and stuff. So mm-hmm. it, that was uh, that was definitely challenging. And you know what? To be honest, it, it still is. Um, but yeah. uh, let, let me get some. Let me let me clarify just a couple of things. So this is all in Ottawa, correct? Correct at, at that at, at that point, point yeah. in time. Um, and was your this? You had an independent platform that you were somehow effectively running parallel to your local MLS system. So so it was on MLS. G- great question. So we would uh, the sellers would would post their house up. Uh, via mere posting okay on mls mm-hmm. and um we'd say uh, uh accepting uh offers on this date but the offers were being run on the auction site okay we unreserved. so people would then still go bid through an unreserved yeah. website that at that time was really in its infancy and like you said you were kind of figuring it out on the exactly block. Exactly. And, yeah, and yeah. very so, cool. Very and so cool. buyers would submit their pre-approvals or agents would, 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 uh, submit their pre-approvals on behalf of their buyers and, uh, we'd verify them in the system and we'd, uh, have these set auction auction dates and, you know, the bidding would all generally happen in the last, uh, 20 minutes of an auction, you know, <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah, just like eBay, yeah. man, just like yeah, eBay. Exactly. Like, do, 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 do. Exactly. Yeah. I got, Two questions for you. Did you guys end up keeping that program where you're giving a guaranteed price point? Are you offering that still as an option? Great question. Um, in January, uh, when prices were doing this, um, and we were exceeding our reserves by like 100000 150000 in some cases, I go, why are we having this debate with customers? And, you know, we're, we're, we're chasing a market here, which is a little bit detached from from reality so we just said look at let's set a reserve that you're going to be happy with rather than engage in these debates with consumers because mm-hmm. um the consumers weren't wrong in saying hey this one just sold for 760 i want 760 we're like yep let's let's list it and you know a week later it was higher anyways and right. um and so that was you know w- there were some that um you know in march wanted guarantees and we were we were giving them guarantees, and we actually took took it on the chin on uh, on a few properties, but uh, where we'd be like, oh, the you know what, townhomes dropped fifty, sixty thousand overnight, and uh, mm-hmm, yeah. and so we you know one townhouse we, you know in, in Stittsville, we you know the first loss was your best loss. We we it, it, we we wrote the seller a check for twenty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And so to give that to give that guaranteed price, what we're doing getting an appraisal done, and then just basing it off of that. Right. So when we're we're meeting with the sellers, we're like, look at here's what we'll guarantee you in the auction, and the sellers might say, you know what, we we want more than that, and we're like, well, mm-hmm. we'll we'll take we'll take the listing if they're still reasonable, and we'll run it with mm-hmm. a reserve. Um, but right now we're we're back giving uh, giving guarantees. There's a lot of sellers that that um, 
have purchased homes that really need to sell. And so that guarantee is, uh, is, is everything right now. Our guarantees obviously are, are a little more conservative than they would have been back in mm-hmm. uh, February or March. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're still we, uh, three weeks ago, we had our biggest week ever. And, wow. uh, I, yeah, I, I feel like that would be super tough to do with the market changing so fast. Like you said, townhomes overnight drop 50 grand. So how yeah. can you give a guarantee? Um, but my, my first question, I think something I just want to pedal back a little bit is just like, what is the process for a seller? So unreserved, like we said, it's similar to open in some ways, but very different in a lot of other ways. Kind of what would be like your, your, your step-by-step for somebody who's saying, I want to come to unreserved and what's going to go through it? Because I was looking through your website and some of them are like pre-inspected and stuff like that. Is that a every home or is that a choice? And then commissions? Uh, yeah, every, every home is every home okay. is pre-inspected. And so when we when we go and we, especially if we're um, giving yeah. a seller a guarantee, that guarantee is pending us doing an right. inspection okay. on the property and, and making and, and but then we stand behind every inspection with uh, with uh, a one year oh, warranty. Wow. And when we were selling cars online, um, when we were selling all these cars online, we were shipping cars across the country and standing behind every car that we sold. And when you break it down, um, a house has a lot less moving parts than a car. And um, that's why insurance <laughs> is cheaper. And, on a yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, this makes no sense for it, this is a no brainer for us to stand behind these. And, you know, we just put a new furnace in for, for one buyer recently. And um, and it's just that extra extra peace of mind where. Let me, yeah, um, it's curious to me that you came at this from a seller standpoint. Like you went through the selling experience yourself and you found some level level of dissatisfaction. And obviously you had the experience from from car auctions. The bigger, the, the people most keen on this transparency of the offer process tends to be buyers. So what, so so you're coming at it from a different angle. That That's curious to me. What are you trying to address through this alternative model. So how I started thinking about, um, about it correct was through, um, through a seller's lens, you know, and I'll, I'll tell the story quickly. Um, I felt my home was worth 1.5 million. Uh, the agent, a friend of mine came in and said, let's list it at one eight. Um, we sold it, uh, we sold it, uh, over a year later at one five, four. And, I'm like, if, if someone, if there would have been somebody who would have guaranteed me, um, you know, one, four, five, one, four, and said, look, we're going to guarantee X, we're going to auction this off. Um, it probably would have sold for one, six in Mm -hmm. the first, in the first couple weeks, because all the showings, all the excitement happened when that house first came on the market. Um, and so that would, that was my experience from, from, from a, a seller's perspective. But, um, when we built eBlock, everything was built from a buyer's perspective, and when we did that, the sellers got really good, got good results and consistent results. And um, so when when we were when I went out and bought all those houses, and I was looking at you know how how I felt it, how broken it was from from a buyer's perspective, I felt we were solving a lot of those problems, and I, I knew over time that. If we continue to be advocates for the buyers and really make sure that the the buyer experience the buyer experience is second to nothing, sellers will naturally be the the biggest beneficiaries. Yeah, if the buyers go there, the sellers are going to want to be there. Um, can you unpack that a bit? I mean, you're saying all the problems buyers face is that primarily you just feel with the transparency of the offer process. So that that is. Um, that, that's obviously probably uh, probably the biggest the biggest one, um, and in a down market, the transparency isn't uh, isn't that much of a problem. But what we experienced over over the last um, over the last uh, you know year or two years even was a, a total lack of of trans- transparency, but a total lack of fairness, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I've been there where, where I was asked, Hey, do you want to up your offer? And, mm-hmm. um, and I mm-hmm. was like, you know what? Um, no, I'm going to stay. And they'd be congratulations. You won the house, you know? And I, I was that close to bidding against myself. And I hadn't, if I hadn't, if I was emotionally attached home buyer, when I wasn't, I was just trying not to lose my shirt yeah. on these. 
If I was an emotionally charged up home buyer, my wife was saying, you need to buy this. You would have bid that up. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, who's to say I wouldn't have went an extra 50 grand and bid against, bid against myself. But what's happening right now, and, and, um, and, you know, everyone wants to talk about consumer protection, but there is no consumer protection for buyers in the sense where what's happening right now is bank appraisals are coming in less than what people paid, hundreds of thousands less than people paid. Mm. Um, a friend of mine just told me, told me a story about their neighbor um, sold their house for one nine. The, bu- the bank appraisal came in at one six. The buyer is forfeiting a hundred thousand mm. dollar deposit. And, um, and uh, that seller is going to litigate with the buyer and th- they're probably gonna win because the case law is very, very strong. So, so let's speak a little bit more about that because the, in the traditional model, some of the buyer protections and the seller protections come by way of an agent. And certainly we've talked about this before where sometimes as a buyer agent in this market, you kind of feel like you're a door opener and, and you're trying to give advice, but the data is moving so quickly that it becomes a case of, as you mentioned, like which buyer just wants it more, yeah. which has the bigger pre-approval, which one has the strongest sentimental attachment to the property that's going to, to win out. So what representation exists in your model um, for sellers and for buyers where you're not quite operating on the MLS, you are, but you aren't? Yeah, what's a buyer receiving as well? They make their decision. So, so the, what, what the buyers are, 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 are seeing generally is, you know, they're seeing multiple buyers and they're all bidding within, you know, $2,500 of each other. And, you know, we'll have numerous scenarios where we'll have five unique bidders within twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 of each other. And, you know, on a couple hundred houses sold now, we haven't had a case where one didn't meet the bank appraisal, you know. So I think that's mm-hmm. a, a really good sample size um, for, for buyers. Um, but with, with that said, um, the sellers are... are have been really happy with with the results. No, you know, and we'll we'll be co- completely honest with sellers. Saying, look, if you're listing and you're hoping for somebody to come in and bid a hundred grand over the next offer, this isn't the platform for you. Okay, but if you want um, to sell your house and get consistent results, and we'll guarantee you this number, you know, um, and we're we're getting uh, we're getting um, we're really happy with uh, with how many listings we're getting. With, with that offering. And, you know, our fees are, we charge sellers 1% and we offer 2% directly to, uh, to, to, to buyer agents or, um, or, or to buyers who buy directly. Okay. So, yeah. So this is one of the things I wanted to ask you about is your 2% buyer direct program and how that works. Cause that's interesting to buyers. I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, it was, it, it was something that, you know, we, we didn't, uh, we didn't take lightly on make the decision lightly um but when we launched last year it was it it was crazy almost 50 percent of the buyers were buying directly without any incentive and a lot of that was how many what percentage 50 percent of the buyers were buying directly without any incentive like we weren't paying them Mm -hmm. there was no incentive for them right. to buy directly, you know, when we were. They were just coming yeah. to your site, and yeah, yeah, a lot of it was agents were saying, "Nope, I'm not bringing you there." And the, so numerous, mm-hmm. a lot of times they were saying, "Nope, they're unregulated. Go buy it yourself." And and so what happened was, um, come on, uh, the new year, it was like, okay, we'd kind of budgeted for around fifty percent of people buying directly, and we we were having a, a, a healthier margin on those. And agents were really getting in front of their clients. You know, now they were they weren't they weren't telling them, okay, you want to buy it. And so they were all agent represented. And when the market shifted, and we'd have houses up in the auction, um, and you know, we'd have you know X amount of pre pre approved clients ready to bid, um, and all of a sudden we started um, we started having some failed auctions where there wasn't the level of engagement people had bought houses while they were waiting on ours and it, and it was not, and it was natural natural mm-hmm. and we said okay well um, we have to make a decision right now um, and it was look at um, we felt there was a lot of uh, clients being pushed in certain directions away from our properties and so we just said look at we're going to um, offer it to the agent or the buyers who buy directly and um, it's been uh, it's been a tremendous success, but we're, we still have a large percentage of agents um, buying on buying on the platform. 
but then there's a lot of clients buying directly uh, as well. Do you think you guys will keep that program like in perpetuity or do you think it's kind of a thing right now to try like you saying that I'm not like this is not an attack but I feel like so you're trying to almost push out the agents because you want more direct buys or what's kind of the what's the intent with that there's no there's no financial incentive exactly. for us yeah. okay it makes it makes no difference for us we want to deliver results and um, in a in a down market um, you know to uh, th- when we had our record our record week two or th- two or three weeks ago um, that two percent was used to bridge the gap between what the seller needed and what the buyers were willing to okay, pay yeah. you know and so in a, in a lot of cases and so it, it's something where um, where you know we are we are um, we are an auction company yeah. and um, and you know we all Although we've we openly embrace embrace agents and welcome it, but there are customers coming to us directly, and you know there was a lot of agents where, and this was happening across the board, where a client would come to us and then um, a couple of days later say, oh, I, my this agent um, is going to give me one percent back, so we're you know what I mean. So it was just there was a lot of things um, uh, happening, and we just said, look, at uh, we're agnostic. Yeah. Um, it's either it's either going to be the clients or or the agents, yeah. you know. Um, but I, I do see how a lot of agents um, see it see it as a, an attack on on them, which it was never it was never meant to be. Um, but it, it is um, it is showing the true cost of of using a buyer agent. Yeah, and I think people recognize that, and you guys are offering that same fee to an agent, and there's a lot of clients who would want to have their agent there regardless and they understand they're going to make money from the process 100 percent. yeah yeah i mean i think all the data supports that um push comes to shove buyers far overwhelmingly go out and decide to have their own representation you know at huge huge numbers so i don't think that's going to change materially you're effectively just giving them the option to or not because it costs you the same regardless that's Um, all that's all it is yeah. Can you explain? So just to backtrack, I mean, you had this idea just before the pandemic. Um, when did you officially launch? Uh, can you remind me of that? And how much transaction volume have you done so far? Tell us a little bit about that, where you're operating now, expansion plans, all that, you know, the, the actual raw numbers here. So um, so we're, um, we launched uh, the third week of July in 2021. It was when we had our first auction. We'd been, you know, putting the team together, buying houses, um, uh, getting them. We had to. We actually bought a, a furniture company because, you know, when you're charging one percent and then you got to pay five thousand dollars to stage a house, we didn't really have a margin to be in the to to afford stagers. So we bought a furniture company, and you know, so that's something that we're we're including with with, uh, with every listing right now is. Uh, is free staging, um, and uh, so we've done about I think about 170 million in transactions now. Wow! So 170 million in effectively one year, coming up on one year. Less than a year, yeah. It'll yeah, be a, yeah. it'll be a year at the end of July. Predominantly Ottawa, but you're also expanding. Yeah. So Toronto, Sudbury. We just went live in Sudbury, and two weeks ago we got seven listings. Um, wow. in, in, in Sudbury and, you know, so it's, it's something that, um, it's something that, you know, as much as buyers, uh, uh, appreciate sellers, um, sellers appreciate it as well, you know? Um, yeah. you know, and I, from my experience as a buyer, it, and, and, you know, everyone wants to talk about blind bidding, how, how, you know, someone's going to overpay, but what nobody's talking about is, is how many times there's four or five bidders that are really close and when you're able to put them into a transparent marketplace, it, it actually not only does it make for happier buyers, it also makes for happier sellers. Yeah, because the implication is the buyers will have the transparency to make a, a free informed decision from a seller's perspective. You might actually get them to continue to push each other up in, in a little bit uh, in, in a genuine way, as opposed to perhaps the disingenuous example before when someone said, hey, do you want to bid against yourself effectively? 100%. Right. I can, and we kind of touched on it before, but I just want to get the whole process down, Pat, because I think some people are going to be interested. So they want to work with you and they sign on. So it's 3% plus HST for the sale. What is included within that? So you're saying there's a pre-inspection. Every single property is pre-inspected. Who's paying for that? 
kind of what's the process there? Then there's staging, photos. What 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 all is included, and what do people expect to see from that? Yeah. So when when we went live, we were like, okay, we need to be um, full service. You know, the the yeah. best agents out there are are full service, full service shops. The houses that I was buying were ones that didn't show well. You know, they weren't getting offers on offer day. And, um, and so that opened my eyes to, um, okay, we need to be in the staging business. We need to be offering uh, renovation services and stuff. And so we're, we've got a full construction team, uh, staging team. And so when we're going in, we're, we're meeting with sellers. We're then the next step when, when they agree to list with us, we're, um, we're introducing them to our interior design team. And then we're, um, we're offering uh, free staging services. Um, and then, you know, we do a pre-inspection. So we'll address any issues that we find, uh, with the, that the inspector finds. Is the inspection included? That's all included. Yeah. Okay. So is this where you get into, I know you have kind of a a two-tiered system. Is that part of like different options that, that buyers and sellers can select or is that something totally different? So it's generally, um, it's generally, so when, when, when the seller has a choice to do 1% only, Okay or do the one plus the two. Um, we have not yet had a seller. Um, <laughs> we had one seller recently where they were like, well, I don't want to offer anything to the agents. And we're like, what's the reserve? 700,000. I said, okay, let's offer 2% to the buying agents and set the reserve at 715. Okay. And it, it, yeah, ended, up, yeah, exactly. it ended up selling for over that anyways. You know, yeah, but yeah. When, you, when you actually break it down, you know, it, we just set it up in a, in a way where, we highly recommend offering the two percent, and and right. um, and we'll, you know. And you're saying in in your sample size so far, everyone has anyway they bought it. And we'll that. go back. We'll go back and we'll show them bid history and say, look at look at because you can see when clients are agent represented. You can see when clients aren't, and so um, and so imagine if this agent wasn't part of this auction, the bidding would have stopped here. You know, and, and they're like, okay, you know, when you actually, you know, people got to be careful. You know, it's great to be um, cognizant of, of fees, but when you're eating your nose to spite your face, it's not, it's not helpful, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, if, yeah, man. If, yeah. If, if, if we're going to charge 1%, but then throw it out the back door because um, we didn't invite agents, um, we're not doing a, a service for, for, for our clients. You're still losing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I know I keep going back to it, but I really just want to try and hammer it out. So then you have the, you have the inspection done. Uh, you have a renovation company now you're saying, or a construction company that comes in and then you obviously yeah. build them for that. Um, so people aren't just calling you for a free rental on their house. So, yeah, so we'll, um, we'll actually, um, do all the costs yeah. up front. Okay. Uh, so it's essentially an interest free okay. loan, you know, uh, you say, look at you want to, you want to paint the house and, uh, put granite down, whatever, we'll, we'll do okay, all that. Cool. We've got great, great relationships with suppliers and, and, and whatnot. And so, um, it, it's really, uh, it's really helps, you know, it helps create that want, you know, when, when couples are coming through the home and it shows really well and it's beautifully yeah. staged, makes all the difference. um, it really helps, uh, it really helps, uh, have a successful auction date. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Um, looking, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say looking where the market is, Obviously, whether whether by accident or design, uh, it was a great time to launch an auction-based platform during a, a market where this bidding process was happening anyway. With the market now cooling a little bit, um, how do you ex- explain uh, a situation to a seller why this could still be an advantageous method even in the event of fewer offers? If we're headed that way, which it seems like we might be. Yeah, so we're definitely in a definitely in a correction. And um, when the market was crazy hot, um, we were losing, um, we were losing, we were still getting, uh, we we're still happy with the amount of listings we were getting. However, you know, um, when we were up against an agent and the agent would say, you know, why would you go transparently? <laughs> you know, someone, so what's going to stop someone from overpaying for your property? And, you know, the sellers would be like, sometimes they choose us, sometimes they choose, choose to go uh, list with a brokerage and, and opt for blind bidding. And I can relate as a seller why you might want that. Um, but so I always would say this, and I said this to our investors, in a down market, I feel we will thrive 
because there's always an abundance of listings mm -hmm. and when when the market normalizes. And you, know, you look back in like 2016, Regular 2017, 2018, how many yeah. listings were on MLS, to, you know. And um, so as we become, you know, more of a transactional marketplace that, you know, we, we kind of saw the market shift before anybody did. Right, because you could track the, the volume. The, the we actual, yeah, yeah. We're like, what, what? Why didn't this townhouse sell? We could sell townhouses with our eyes closed. You know, we watched them go from, you know, base townhouses go from eight hundred thousand to you know low sevens in a, in a matter of a week. So it's kind of that real time uh, market analysis, right? When when you're when you're when you're seeing when you're seeing that happen, and but we're still doing um, high volume of transactions. It's just it's not. At the, at the market, but as the market, you know, comes down or, or normalizes again, um, we do feel really confident that we're going to continue to get more and more listings and, you know, um, and, and, you know, uh, be, be, uh, have a buying experience that buyers, that buyers want. Right. So let's say, again, we go down to this buyer's market. Now you put the house up for auction, it doesn't sell. So now it's, does it sit on the platform? What happens then? And so are you guys putting like a, a lockbox in the house, kind of what's going on there? Yeah, so we will run, um, we will run um, um, another process if we have to. Um, we do a buy now, so just like eBay, yeah. you know. So, um, so it, instead of where where um, you know you're you're trying to guess what it's gonna, you can actually go on, click buy now, and own the house mm. yeah. on our site. Oh, that's you cool. Know? So how how do you how does the and, buy and now option? typically relate to the reserved price becomes a reserve so you know if we have a failed process um with with a seller and we'll go back to the seller and be Revisit like look it. at do you right. want to do you want to um do you want to list the buy now at your reserve do you want to drop your reserve you know and uh, and you know there's still that buy now make an offer for 20 30,000 less than the buy now so we're still trying to in an auction environment we're still trying to generate an offer mm -hmm. you know um but we've we've still even on all the listings, uh, on a, you know, a couple hundred auctions now, we've we've only had four or five failed processes, you know. So pretty, um, we're we're pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah, that they did sell. Yeah. With that idea, the failed process, and not to harp on like I guess negatives, but what happens if so? I want to sell my house. I come to you guys. You stage up my house. We do some work on it. You give me a loan to do twenty grand worth of work. I don't know if there's a limit on the amount. We go to sell the house, doesn't hit the bid, isn't going to sell. What happened? And I'm like, I don't want to sell anymore, or I'm not in a position <laughs> to sell anymore. <laughs> good, good question. We we okay. have not had that happen um, yet, um, but in the, in the event where um, where we did you yeah. know, fifty thousand dollars worth of work, and uh, the the buyer um, the the seller decide not to sell their house, they'd either have to pay us, but we would I guess we'd have to put a construction yeah. lien yeah. against the house and. And and waited out, <laughs> waited yeah. out like any uh, any other construction company would. They're like this know? house is so nice, I'm not leaving. <laughs> is there a limit on yeah. the amount of work that can be done? Um, we've had um, we'll do a, a fifty thousand dollar interest free loan, okay, for anybody yeah. who wants to wants to do work. But we've done uh, we've done we had we had recently a ninety thousand dollar job come through. You know, where, I guess I mean the price like, points and cost of construction. It doesn't wow. take that much to go hit ninety grand, right? So yeah, and 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 yeah. we're like, look at if we do the X, Y, and Z, these are the results you're gonna get. If we do, um, so you're this, so this, yeah, this, let's, these are the results you're gonna get. You're you know? coming in as like a person that's just like like this is the best way to market and make your home amazing, 100%. up to like a hundred grand, which is a massive, not massive, but it's a, it could be a fair number of changes. So you're like you're really. It's a different model. Like, this is a very different model, I think, than, than a realtor yeah. would provide. I've got a question for you. Um, so you're giving this advice, right? So have you brought in, you had a big team now, and then you can speak to maybe how many people you've got on, on staff now. And I know you guys also just did a kind of a, a, fundraising. a, a, a fundraising uh, uh, effort. Um, have you enlisted, you know, appraisers, um, you know, maybe taken some realtors who are operating under a traditional model and brought them in-house, things like that? Yeah, a great question. So our, our chairman of the board is uh, Simon Dean. He was the former CEO of Royal LePage Canada. Um, uh, Rachel, who I went and bought those houses with um, initially, um, she's our, our VP of sales. We've got numerous other agents that have joined, um, joined us in this market, in Sudbury, um, Toronto. 
And, um, you know, we're constantly um, attracting, trying to attract talent, experienced talent, you know. Um, but those agents are, are honestly, they're coming in, they're hanging up their license. And, and right. Yeah. So becoming, you're bringing in realtors. No way. Yeah. <laughs> but but they must and, be they must be playing a, a key role in going out and saying, hey, listen, guys, this is what your house is worth now. If you do this work here for thirty thousand, I genuinely feel you could maybe get a sixty thousand. So it's like you know one buck in, two bucks out. Like someone's got to be exactly, giving that advice exactly. and feeling really good about it. Yeah. A hundred percent. We have analysts on the team, so when they're going in, and, and you know, so our you know Rachel is a, is a is a, she was a really strong listing agent, and um. So all day, and she, there's three or four in Ottawa right now where all day they're just going to meeting with people um, and going over the appraisals that our analysts are doing. So we're doing this whole presentation saying, look, at, here's, here's the comps. Um, this is where we think you need to be based on the market today. This is where we'd set the reserve and, uh, and, and having those, those conversations with sellers. And then once... Um, once we're we're getting the listing, then we're introducing them to the design team, and um, and then having the conversation about what what they what would make sense in the house. And you know, some of them are, you know, the paint might be ten years old, it might be blue, pink, and and stuff. And we're going in and changing it to 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 white, and you know, just bringing bringing the place right. b- back to life. So you did a thirty five million dollar raise recently. You've got about one hundred and fifty staff. Is that what you said earlier? Yeah, it would be about 150 employees between, you know, 100 in Ottawa and then, you know, between Sudbury and uh, and Toronto. Um, yeah, easily 150 right now. What do you feel is, is kind of the the critical mass and, and where are you trying to take this numbers-wise and, and what timeline? So with, with um, r- right now, um, we're, 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 we're launching, we're, we're focusing on the markets we're in and, and building out the technology that will help us scale. And, you know, this comes from um, the experience with the car auction. When we launched that, we had no business launching a car auction. We, we built a cool app to sell cars. But what happened when the car sold was the wheels fell off because right. we had no transparent. We weren't handling titles, payment, arbitration. And so we were being fired by our customers. And so when we, it was a series of miracles that we got to got the company to a to the uh, a billion dollar IPO, but it took us building an operating system that gave us transparency that allowed us to scale. And so when we were starting this one, we were like, we need an operating system that everyone is rowing in the same direction. We have total transparency into every listing, and so we're we're actually doing taking it from a you know that traditional brokerage model to the tech model where. Um, you know, our, our listing agents, the second they get, they get it signed, um, you know, they're, um, they're just booked all day getting listings. And then there's a whole team supporting them through the, the, the staging, the renos, the, um, the, the pho- photography, the marketing, everything. Right. And, you know, there's great agents mm-hmm, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is it's really hard to scale one great agent, right. Where, Oh, it's where, incredibly difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like they, they, they can do 20, 30 transactions a year and burn the candle at both ends. But, um, what we're trying to do is, is, you know, yes, we need that human element, that human touch, but we're really trying to, to, to set it up for success and, and scalability through, through technology. Streamline. To, to presumably go cross country at, at exactly here in Canada. Yeah. Do you, do your projections make sense like on the business side for your business, like charging one percent with that much back end? So, um, so the one percent, uh, we're, we're definitely not making money. It's about it's about um, it's yeah. about market share. Every house we sell, we're solving a, a more problems for the next house we sell. The marketplace is getting a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are mm-hmm. levers uh, levers that we we can pull in the, in the future to help I- increase increase margin. Um, one thing that, you know, we didn't really, we, we got in the furniture business kind of by default and, um, you know, just because we Mm -hmm, needed mm -hmm. staging, but any given time we'll have 50 houses, you know, ready to, ready to stage. And so it's just millions and millions of dollars worth of furniture out. Um, but we're now selling, um, about, you know, 400,000 in furniture a month, you know, because it's. I was going to say those businesses are probably growing on their own too. It was one of those things where we kind of tripped over (laughs) because, um, because, you know, 
we've got all these showings and then people even if they aren't buying the house are like where is this furniture from you know <laughs> like, i'll take the ottoman yeah not so much the house but i'll take the ottoman he's gonna be on in a year with a giant furniture company so it all started with a house bidding company we found that the yeah more profitable um <laughs> So now the actual experience here as a seller, are the sellers sort of sitting there like, and then they're just watching the numbers come in? How do the sellers kind of interact with the the platform usually? So um, they're they're literally popping popcorn, you know, and and watching these auctions and and you know, uh, for the most for the most part, it's been overwhelmingly positive, you know, and with this is hilarious. Uh, we had a developer uh, join us uh, from from Shopify, brilliant guy, and um, and he uh, he he's like, I have a rental, and uh, the tenant just left, and I'm 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 about to rent it again, and I just said, sell it. You need to sell it now. The market's going to come off. And, you know, part of me, I'm in a bit of a conflict because I'm trying to get inventory <laughs> for the auction. But I'm genuinely telling them, I'm like, honestly, I think the market's at an all-time high here. Oh, now's yeah. the time to sell. <laughs> and so, so he agrees to, he agrees to, um, to list it with us. And it was it was in Toronto, and BlogTO picked it up, saying, "Oh, wow, this beautiful condos up." And you know, we didn't even expect them to to pick that up, but um, you know, from his perspective, it was so stressful because you know, twenty minutes were you know fifty thousand under the reserve <laughs> price, right? And we ended up beating the reserve by fifty grand. So he he. You know, it was that it was that roller coaster ride for a seller, and obviously he's, he's crazy happy, but he's just like, man, I wish, I wish I didn't have to experience all that anxiety. But uh, I'm uh, telling you, you got you've got a streaming show or at least a YouTube show of some type. They're just that content. Like I'm thinking, like my kids who watch other people play video games, you could be like, and now we jump to like Carl in Sudbury and just show the 20 minutes of the bid and just put a camera on that person. That would be must see TV. Like people would watch that stuff. I guarantee it. Guarantee you know it. what? It's so it's so funny you mentioned that. It's so funny you mentioned that. Uh, Everyone's already be watching the auction, right? Yeah. I we had a we had a seller uh, we had a seller last night. Um, you know his reserve was seven hundred thousand dollars, and it pulled six eighty in the auction. And it was it's a it's all brand new construction um, on, on the street, right? It was all a builder, and every homeowner got their home around the same time, got the keys at the same time, and the whole street's for sale hmm. right now, and. Um, and uh, so, you know, there were seven, seven fifty, seven twenty, seven oh five, and we set the reserve at seven hundred, and it pulled six eighty in the auction. I said, "Look at Brian, I, I think it's worth, uh, I think it's worth seven hundred all day long." And he called me this morning. He goes, "Can you get the buyer back at six eighty? One just went up at six forty nine. The other one just sold for six seventy five, and the buyer took it at six eighty, right? Mm-hmm. But it was." Uh, it, 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 it's crazy how, how, how volatile, but you want to talk about, you know, uh, a, a bit of, a, you know, uh, all yeah. the emotions for, for sellers, you know, and we, we, we'll never put pressure on a, on a seller to sell. And, you know, I generally felt it was going to pull yeah. 700, but uh, once it it's marked as sold on your site, there's still like a bit of a due diligence period at that point, usually for financing or anything, or are they just saying it's no conditions only? What's kind of the play there? Because you said you you got to pre-qualify the buyers, right? right? So like you're asking um, for that as well, and you pre-inspect the homes. Yeah, so everyone's waving, everyone's waving the finance clause, and they're they're submitting their their pre-approval, and and they're submitting the pre-approval prior to placing prior to wow. us activating them on the site. We don't want people coming on and bidding bidding on houses yeah. mm-hmm. that aren't qualified to bid on houses, and um, and they do, however, have all the time in the world to bring in their own inspectors. You know, here's our, even though we have a provided inspection and a warranty, we have had numerous buyers bring in their own inspectors. But that would presumably. So they are oh, waiving finance. Of, of the actual bidding day. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so ultimately right. as a seller, you've got that appeal so, of once your home is sold, it's kind of, it's a done deal. Yeah. It, it if is I don't done, have yeah. a buyer's agent, I want to see the house. Who's letting me through? Uh, we, we have a full team. Full team. Yeah, we okay, run, like, we'll run open houses. We'll do private showings, everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. So from the buyer experience, they log on to your platform. 
They presumably input some level of credentials, their pre-approval, et cetera, confirm their ID, right? Yeah. And then they express interest in a property or like, do they have to be like granted access to the bidding room for that property at a certain point in time? No, everyone can see the property. Okay. Like you can go on the site and, um, and see the bidding happening live, um, on, on, on anything without even setting up a profile. And what is the website? Just for people listening. Unreserved.com. Simple enough. Yep. And so, uh, so if, if you found a property that you liked and you wanted to, it'll, it'll, it'll ask you to get verified and you'll just enter your information and, and then uh, you'll submit your pre-approval. So you could upload it or you could email it, email it in to, to a rep. Um, so we'll, um, we'll, we'll, it'll, or they'll, they'll have their mortgage broker forward it to us. Uh, one of the Question other. though, will that pre-approval have to indicate a number because they haven't submitted a bid yet? Right? Like, the, the the pre-approval will have will have it's it, it pre-approval will be like I'm approved up to seven hundred thousand dollars with X amount down and so we're submitting we're submitting we're verifying them in the system okay. up to a certain number even though the bidding might be at four fifty five hundred right. they can go up and, to and sorry just can they see can uh, buyers see each other's conditions like okay this buyer submitting this amount of deposit what what can they see. No, um, everyone, everyone's agreeing to the exact, very similar terms and conditions prior to placing a bid. So the seller has a closing date range. So buyers okay. are agreeing to that closing date range. Um, buyers have all submitted a pre-approval um, in advance. You know, some, some buyers might be right. uh, approved for a million, 800, 700. Um, all that means is their bidding capability would, would tap out at a, at a certain number, you know, but there's so zero correlation. There, there's zero Sorry. correlation between what someone's pre-approval is and what they're willing to pay on on a home. Well, I was going to say, so you're saying if, let's say I, I submit my pre-approval at 700, your system won't let me bid over 700? Correct. Ooh, that's cool. Like that's that. cool. I do like that. But what happens if you're like, I really want this house and I will throw down more cash. My pre-approval is at 700, but I'll throw down Well, then you call 50. your mortgage broker and be like, hey, I'm going to do this now on those terms. Send me a pre-approval that has, yeah. yeah. It, it, it happens all the time. It happens all the time where the auction's five minutes away from ending and the person's calling and, and they're right. submitting their cash balance in their can bank and you uh, up me for another 25000 or They take off the yeah. watch and they just and throw so it down we can, the we can, um, like, we can, And my uh, Rolex? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know what? Agents, agents and, and you know, um, they, they'll do that. They'll say, oh, um, uh, pre-approved. We'll, we'll allow agents to... to, um, to verify their own their own clients we were like you know if you want to verify your client you just tell us what the what you want them to bid up to amount so a lot of time agents will sandbag the pre-approval oh 700 and then they're outbid okay up them to 750 you know and um Mm -hmm. that's kind of wondering because you're sort of showing your hand a little bit to the seller now if the reserve is met does the seller all be able to sell that house 100 percent. cool interesting cool cool Um, yeah i like this i like it yeah, no, I'm just I'm just thinking. So, what would you say the advantage is for like if you had to break it down in like a couple points, what the advantage would be for a buyer? So transparency on the bid, so, and then so but like, I'm just so I feel like, like I'm used to here where we have so many conditions. That's why I'm, I guess in my head I'm yeah, like I yeah. don't know if Atlantic and, and Canada is so it down. It sounds it, it sounds to a lay person like well, gosh, as a buyer, if I can't choose my closing date, and you know I maybe have to waive inspection. Uh, and wave financing, am I putting myself at risk? But what you're saying is you're actually kind of putting the onus up front to prove financing, and you can do an inspection beforehand. Makes a lot more clear. Right, exactly. And so from from a, a buyer's perspective, it, transparency is, uh, one th- is one thing which, which is needed, but it's that total fairness, right, mm-hmm. where, where – if there's a way to, to do it that's more fair, we will change it tomorrow. Um, but everyone has that fair and, and equal opportunity. And so that's, uh, that's something that, you know, you see, you see it all the time in tr- the traditional model where, you know, you're, you're, where you're, you're losing deals and there's that such a waste of, of time and, and resources where I just wish there was, you know, um, you know a, a friend of mine lo- lost a house yesterday um, to, um, their, their agent, their agent lost it. And, you know, uh, all of a sudden it was the, the listing agent, they sold for $5,000 more and mm-hmm. it was 
it was done through the same brokerage, you know, and, right, right, you know, right. and that, that, that stuff happens all the time. And it's just that lack of fairness or at least the and, perceived lack of fairness, like the buyer feels slighted. Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, that's always been my experience in real estate, you mm-hmm. know, um, where, you know, there's lots of times where even years ago where I'd be bidding on a house, there'd be nobody there. And the second, you know, you had that offer and they've, oh, there's an offer on the house and, you know, where do you want to increase your offer? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's another buyer. And, you know, it was just, um, it was just that, that total lack of transparency and along with that, that perceived lack of fairness, which results to, results in a lack of trust in, in the industry. And, you know, you guys, um, you guys, agents have been taking it on the chin out there and it's not your fault. It's the boards that make these rules. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think it's, it's everyone trusts their own agent, but no one seems to trust other agents. (laughs) And this is the kind of, um, sort of situation we find ourselves in a little bit. I'm just always interested in the actual practical, uh, way, way this operates. So is there a, a bid increase minimum? Like, or are people just adding five bucks? Like, can you, can you set that and how much discretion? Yeah. The minimum, the minimum bid is uh, $2,500. All right. So okay. that's the lowest you can lose a house. Right. We don't want somebody losing a house by a hundred dollars, $500. Yeah. So the most, the least someone will lose a house by is, uh, is, is $2,500. You know, um, most people will, will, will do it. Somebody we've had people come on and, and jump the bids by a hundred grand, try to bring the auction to a halt, yep. you know, where strategy, people yeah. don't get momentum and stuff. So everyone, everyone has their, their own strategies and stuff, but it, it, it's open and it's, it's fair. But so are there sometimes where, you know, the, the, presumably there's a, a clock going down 10, nine, eight, and people are throwing in last numbers. Like, is there a risk that someone's like, Oh, I'm trying to get my last one in and they don't quite get it in. More time added, but they're not. So there's bid extensions, yeah. right? So oh my god, I love unlike it. eBay that doesn't have bid that, extensions, that's the thing right? On eBay so now? Yeah. Um, I haven't bought anything on eBay in a while, so <laughs> crazy. So yeah. I, I, sorry, I don't know if eBay has bid extensions, but we have bid extensions, hmm. and um, where so you know people will wait to the last, try to wait to the last second, and they'll <laughs> bid, and then it gets extended for five minutes. And what we recently had to do was after 20 minutes, uh, after 20 minutes of, of an auction extension, we drop it down to three minutes because <laughs> people are trying to, uh, they play chicken yeah, with yeah, each yeah. other. And they wait till 1930 again. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, this is going to drag. We've had, we've had auctions drag on for an hour and a half after, right. you know? And so it's, it, it gets fatiguing. Right on. Um, we've got to start wrapping it up here. I've got, uh, a question like long term, where do you see yourself integrating with um, organized real estate, Korea, and all that? Is is the idea to hopefully be adopted into that system, or are you trying to run parallel or even be a replacement to it? Call it Realtor.ca. Yeah, so yeah. Gr- great question. You know, uh, when we were starting this, we had fully anticipated on becoming a brokerage, only to find out that mm-hmm. we'd be charged. Oh, huh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that it like if, it's it, a brokerage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so so you know the only way that we could run a transparent process was to kind of go against the grain. And in many ways, it would have been easier for us to be a brokerage if transparent bidding was allowed. You know, the only way we could do it was through this auction exemption, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, so they right now there's a lot of pressure on on um, on the government to close the auction exemption from from realtors. Yeah, and, and but do you and, worry about that as a business who is trying to offer an alternative model if the organized real estate then uh, incorporates that same model or some variation of it under their umbrella? Well, we we welcome it. Um, we hope. I, I would love nothing more than to completely do away with blind bidding. Mm-hmm. Would love nothing more. Mm-hmm. You know, and the pro- the biggest problem with, with blind bidding, and you know, um, this every single agent. Uh, you know, sorry, I shouldn't say every single agent, but you know, from my experience, um, you know, this debate where you know blind bidding brings more money and transparent bidding um, brings less money. You know, um, and that's um, that that's a whole, a whole debate on its own. But um, the problem with that theory is when you're going into a seller's home and saying, look, it, um, we're going to go blind. Um, a buyer is going to make a mistake and overpay. We're going to club a baby seal. And um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so the, the problem with that 
is, is that seller is also a buyer, right? you know, mm. and now you're taking that seller and saying, okay, yeah. what happened to that buyer isn't going to happen to you because you shop. can trust yeah. me. Yeah. 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 And, and so it's that, it's that you're starting a relationship off on the wrong foot. Yeah. There's that lack of trust, you know, and, and, um, buyers are sellers, sellers are buyers. And, um, Mm-hmm. And uh, like, you are know, you micro focused on your sales result or macro focused on like uh, fair marketplace? Yeah, yeah. And and I do from from our experience, you know, we did a pretty big sample size um, from when we bought with in 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 the in the spring and and sold. And other than a few that I knowingly made mistakes on, um, it was overwhelmingly in our favor. Mind you, we did staging and, and, and made them show well, but and the was, market continued to support you. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we don't, we don't see a difference. What we do see a difference on is the, is the whole, the, the entire experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is super neat. I I'm, I'm interested. I think the market in general is changing. Chandler and I talk about this all the time. Like I think the oh, model, yeah, the models yeah. needed to change too. Like you said, it's, it's not really, it's not a trusted system or industry by any means by a lot of people. A lot of people don't love it. They're very stressed about the process. So if things like this come into play, there's value. But I also yeah. see that I still think there, like you said, there still needs to be human connection on some level. This can never be oh, to the 100%. point where a robot's like, this is your house, sweet, because you still got to have someone go and get a true market value and make some of the improvements and do that. So there's going to be a place for people I, in this. I but. always think about this stuff when when things are changing so dramatically. It's like, well, what if no system existed and we were to start again today? what system would we have? And it's more likely to be an open, transparent one than a system whereby it's like, oh, there's a house for sale. It's like, cool, how much does it cost? It's like, well, we'll put a price on it. It's like, oh, I'll buy it for that price. Like, no, no, it doesn't work that way. It's like, it doesn't work that way. Like, how much do I have to pay? It's like, you have to guess. And like, that seems, and I'm being kind of silly here, but like, if we were replacing the system new, that's probably not the one we would all choose. We would likely choose something that's that's more transparent and, and has some sort of, bidding process that you could actually make a fully informed decision. Honestly, yeah. too, I think these systems are going to come into play more because I think realistically our inventory issue that we're facing now is going to be more consistent moving forward just with the way the Canadian population is going yeah. and our actual construction pace. Like, I think... housing What's that? 400,000 people a year and 200,000 built homes? Yeah, exactly. We're, I think we'll, for a lot of years now, we're going to be outpacing with people than we are relative to houses. And so I think this concept will be a lot more prevalent and more required for people to feel comfortable in buying. I think before, like I was watching a thing about the Sears catalog, they sold homes for 2,500 bucks and people were slapping them up, no big deal. And they could fill the inventory in two weeks. I don't think that, I don't know if that day will ever come back, to be honest, unless we go to like yeah. container homes, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said for module, but yeah. No, no, you're, you're, I think, I think you're right. And I, I do think, um, you know, the, the recent drop is a bit of a, a knee jerk yeah. reaction the media. Um, has a, te- a tendency to scare a lot of scare a lot of buyers, but we are we are due for a for a bit of a, a correction and a more balanced market, which I think uh, which I think will 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 help everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, I was going to ask you as a business owner and someone obviously is now heavily in in the real estate space, what you thought about the um, the impact of these rate increases. You know, we're up a bunch and we're going to be up another fifty points here shortly. Uh, anything you want to speculate that and, and maybe even as just a business owner, what that means for you? I, I, I do think it, it, the, the market is a, is a bit, bit oversold. You know, um, when you look at when you look at how low interest rates are overall and if you still want to go a, a variable rate, I think uh, it'll it'll um, pay it, pay out uh, greatly in the long run, you know, as opposed to fix it, trying to fix it, come in as mm-hmm. a fixed rate right now. I'm the same mind. I actually want to get a hoodie made that says I'm sticking. hundred percent. I was thinking about getting that yeah. hoodie made. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I don't remember cool. like in 08 when gas prices went to, you know, went crazy and I had like $150 a barrel back in 2008, everybody was getting rid of their SUVs and paying a premium for these fuel miser mm-hmm. cars. And, and, and uh, in the U S SUVs yeah, and the then mentions. everybody came back. It, it just so it was that knee jerk reaction. So I do think uh, I do think this is a bit of a, a knee jerk reaction. Um, but there's still tons of buyers um, out there. They're just a little more cautious, yeah. and uh, they're taking advantage of the opportunity right now. It's great. 
Yeah, we can try to hammer demand all we want until we fix supply. It's not going to change. So I sold all my houses and bought a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I made the wrong decision. <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks so much. Um, you know, I think this is super interesting. I'm excited to check out the platform. People can go on to on unreserved.com. When are we expecting to see you? When do you think you're going to go across Canada? When are we going to see out east? When are we going to see out west? You know what? Ontario is such a big market, and yeah. um, um, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna um, spend most of this uh, most of this uh, money we raised um, in Ontario. The next round, the next round, we could raise between sixty and hundred million, and that'll nice. be used to expand uh, expand across Canada. And you nice. said you did one hundred and seventy million dollars worth of transactions in the last ten months. Correct. And that's what one hundred and fifty units, give or take. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, nice. uh, two, almost two hundred units. Sorry, almost, almost two hundred units. units. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that that's not small as it is, right? Like that's a uh, you're off and running. So, thank you again awesome. so much for joining us. We're super pumped. Thank to you guys for having it me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll see you out here, out east, eventually. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling people uh, it's not if, it's <laughs> it's when, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thanks again. Thanks, Ryan. Anytime, guys. It's been a pleasure.